Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. World Soccer Talk Radio in vivo here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks for subscribing to us in podcast form, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitch. iHeartRadio, and of course, WorldSoccerTalk.com. Special low to the men and women listening overseas on the American Forces Network. My name is Nate Abarea. Get at me on Twitter at NateWST. The Twitter sphere has been quite an interesting place in regards to the U.S. men's national team over the last few days. Again, at NateWST to get at me at WorldSoccerTalk to get a hold of all of us. Really excited for today's show and taking a step away from the Klinsman out or Klinsman defense movements. We're, we're talking about the movement to tackle corruption in international soccer on the show today. We're going to be joined by David Larkin, a U.S. attorney who specializes in international sport, law, media, and anti-corruption. And he is part of the Change FIFA organization. So we'll talk with David about what Change FIFA is, how it's different or maybe the same as some of these other organizations that are starting up to tackle that same core issue, and that is corruption in international soccer. But before we head to our first break here, I got to address one thing regarding the U.S. men's national team and actually regarding the dialogue on Twitter and and blogs and, and media sites all across the U.S. and even around the world in some cases. And that is the hysteria right now surrounding Jurgen Klinsmann and the U.S. men's national team. Yesterday, I heard this from a few different people saying that it was where we're at right now is the worst spot that the U.S. men's national team has ever been in. The worst spot that the U.S. men's national team has ever been in after the performance in the Gold Cup, after the Olympic qualifying fiasco, and of course, after that CONCACAF Cup defeat to Mexico on Saturday night at the Rose Bowl. This is the worst spot the U.S. men's national team has ever been in. Try to know your history if you can. Just because it's the worst spot that you have ever seen the U.S. men's national team in does not necessarily mean it's the worst spot that they have ever been in. I think back to 98, 99, the turnover from Steve Sampson. I think back, you know, into the history books with the maybe the 1980s and 30 years prior. (laughs) Check it all out. Be historically conscious. Try to take a deep breath. 
World Soccer Talk Radio. Back here with you after this with David Larkin. Stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app. Get the games. And get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime. Anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Tonight, best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris moves to a new time. 8, 7 Central, live on NBC. Best time ever is so good, it's crazy good. <laughs> well, speaking of good, next is the Battle Rounds on The Voice. With some truly amazing vocal talent. Yes, followed by the big season premiere of Chicago Fire. Okay, hold up. Last season, there was a dead woman in Casey's apartment. Ugh, but yes. no Casey. Right. What happened to Casey? I do not know, but we will find out tonight on NBC. Casey better be okay, or there will be a lot of people upset. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Hey, I have rhythm. I love to dance, and I've been told that I dance pretty well. But I'm also totally blind, which means that sometimes my circadian rhythms can get totally out of step with the world around me. Circadian rhythms are regulated by our internal master body clock. But because I can't perceive light, my body clock simply doesn't know what time it is. This can have me wide awake in the middle of the night and fighting to stay awake during the day. That can affect relationships and make it difficult to be productive at work. And it can make every day a real challenge. It's not my imagination. It's called Non-24, and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind. So if you're like me, you're not alone, and there is hope. Call 855-856-2424 today, or visit learnmorenon24.com to find out more about Non-24. Because learning more about Non24 is the first step to getting your rhythm back. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barrea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. But I'm now the president of everybody. Nate Abarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And it is now time to welcome in David Larkin, part of the Change FIFA organization. Also, David, a U.S. attorney who specializes in international sport law, media, and anti-corruption. David, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, let, let's tackle the elephant in the room here. What is Change FIFA, and, and what can soccer fans do to, to help the cause? Yeah, um, Change FIFA is a uh, really a 
group started by uh, my partner, Oliver Fowler, in 2010. Um, a purely organic uh, guy steeped in the football. He said, you know what? Something's really broken with this organization. Something's got to change. And so as a one-man outfit, he, uh, he started advocating that things at FIFA had gone too far, and it was time to really bring reform to the organization. Um, ballpark 2000, late, late 2010. Uh, we hooked up and we uh, ran uh, Elias Figueroa. We, we were working to get Elias Figueroa as chief for president. Um, and things sort of, for us, crystallized pretty clearly that just how rotten this organization was when the greatest player in the history of Chile could not even be nominated by his own FA to stand for the office. I mean, it's, it's kind of like having Babe Ruth for baseball. And the world base and America won't even nominate Babe Ruth to stand for the office of world baseball president. It's, it's that you know stark a contrast. So long story short, we um, we were we thought we were done after Figueroa. We were like, okay, we failed this organization. Something's really wrong with this organization. And then uh, we were approached by Damien Collins, uh, a member of Parliament of the UK. Uh, we were like, okay, we'll work on policy issues and try to build a global co- poli- co- sort of coalition of politicians to kind of bring pressure. Uh, we worked it up to about 28 people. In the middle of that process, something for us really, really changed. And that was is that we were, were approached by somebody who said, you know, look, um, you guys are trying to change football. Well, I'm trying to change football in my FA. And uh, something is deeply rotten because in the last, a uh, person who tried to ch- change the status quo um, uh, had this this sort of fake car accident, and, and things went really wrong. And me and my, my buddies are trying to change this FA, but there's only one problem. There's massive election fraud, and will you help us? And that was sort of the crystallizing moment where we kind of went, well, gee, you know, um, something – this is much more about just your average people who love soccer dealing with some really – serious problems of corruption uh, and worse. And that was really the, sort of the impetus for us being dragged further into this. I mean, at various times, we thought we were done, to be honest. And what happened is we kept getting dragged further and further into it. And ultimately, here we are five, days, five years later, uh, as still uh, helping people in football and still advocating for a real reform of this organization. Now, David, we've received over the last couple of months tips from from all sorts of sources inside the soccer industry that the sport with a few obvious exceptions is simply corrupt from top to bottom and, and that all this stuff with with FIFA and with, with Sepp Blatter and now with Michel Platini and and CONCACAF with Jack Warner and Chuck Blazer that, that the FIFA and CONCACAF scandals are really just the tip of the iceberg what are your thoughts on how systemic the role of corruption really is in soccer. And have you been surprised at all by any of your findings in, in that regard? Well, I think what people have to understand is that there's a, a lot of people who are victimized by this process. But you know, the headlines are that FIFA is corrupt. The headlines are that your administrators are corrupt. And, and while that is true, um, there's a whole lot of people who are victimized by this. And those are the, a lot of the people we've been helping for the last four or five years. And that is, is that your FA administrators, your players, your um, there's some really good people in the game who, who the rules just simply aren't there to help them. Um, we have, I kind of draw the analogy this way. Um, even if we clean up FIFA, and yes, it's rotten, okay, 
Okay, FIFA is a very dysfunctional and troubled organization. But it's not just FIFA that we need to address. We also need to think about the 209 FA. Uh, the 209 FAs have massive problems in terms of the players, in terms of the administration, in terms of the elections, in terms of the finances. Uh, there are you can literally go through uh, 20 issues um, that not only relate to FIFA, and that's where the headlines are right now. But we really need to also think about the FAs and, and a huge party who is completely out of the process uh, at this point. And from an American perspective, it's particularly shocking, are the players. David, the, the change FIFA organization gives me a little bit of hope because I've always stood by the theory that if you try to change the system from within, it's not you that changes the system. It's the system that will eventually change you. And the only way that we're going to accomplish any true change is for groups from the outside to come in and put ample pressure on the necessary parties to create the necessary change. Now, when you look at something like the FIFA Ethics Committee, I mean, that, it, it almost sounds like an oxymoron, the FIFA Ethics Committee. How much faith and trust can, can we put in something like the FIFA Ethics Committee uh, to, to take the correct measures to stamp out all of this corruption? That's a great question. And I mean, if you look at historically the FIFA Ethics Committee, it's been an absolute joke. Um, back at, and, and, and really, you kind of have to tie yourself to the ethical code of FIFA and how it's evolved. Um, FIFA did not have an ethical code until 2004. Um, this is a multi-billion-dollar organization that had fewer ethical structures than your average Girl Scout troop in your in your local neighborhood. Okay, um, and in 2004, they finally enacted a first ethical code. It was flimsy, and and what's here's what's hysterical. Okay, so when you're looking at FIFA ethics, what has happened is that whenever they pass an ethics code, it's only ever forward-looking. So, for example, let's say that that you and I um, had in 2003. Uh, developed a pyramid scheme where you and I were skimming off just tons of, of money, okay? And we were pocketing FIFA money left, right, and center. Uh, according to the ethics code and the way that was passed in 2004, we couldn't have been punished for that, okay? So, and then, and then this ethics construct that they have called the FIFA Ethics Committee has been populated, and you go, well, how has it been populated? Has it been populated by independent people who have no conflicts of interest and are truly independent? Quite the opposite. These are all populated with people. First of all, the, the process by which their po- this committee was picked um, was not transparent for the longest. I had no idea who, how all of that friends ended up on this committee, but that's basically what happened. And then the functioning of this committee, not only do they have a horrible ethics code uh, that evolved over time that only ever said, up oh, from this day forward, if you do something bad, then we'll punish you for it. But the committee itself was so highly conflicted and so highly involved in FIFA that the way that, that it operated, it seriously, I mean, it had almost no credibility because it was always, all, all the big scandals it overlooked, uh, ISL, um, uh, all these different things, they had, there was no scandal that they seemed able to have, have the capability to ignore. And so where are we today? Where we are today is that the, as the ethics code evolved, um, in 2012, a new and interesting thing happened, and that was Mohammed bin Salman uh, challenged the status quo and challenged Mr. Blatter. And what happened, this is, this is dorky legal stuff, but stay with me, okay? What happened in 2012 is the ethical code for the very first time became backward-looking because they had to do that. Now, now I'm a cynic, and here's what I think, that 
Well, here's what I can't help but wonder. In order to get Mohammed bin Hammam, the ethics code had to look backward, okay? And that's what happened in 2012. Suddenly, the ethics code started looking backward. So we had a new ethics code, and for the first time, you could punish past crime um, and past wrongdoing. And that's what the, so the environment that we live in today is so interesting because for the, this ethics code that they passed, they're basically, in my opinion, to get Mohammed bin Hammam, is turning out to be the ethics code that they're turning out to have shot themselves in the foot. And guess what? They're getting everybody else, too. That's what's fascinating about what's going on right now. Now, can we have a credence in this ethics committee? Maybe, uh, maybe not. You look at the way it operated with regards to the Garcia report, um, and remember, there were four Garcia reports. The only one that, we, that Garcia ever talked about was the fourth one. But the way that it's operated with regards to the Garcia report, I don't think you can have a lot of faith in Mr. Eckert based on his performance. What I do believe you might have some faith in right now, given the environment, is Cornell Borberly. And the reason being that Cornell Borberly, so the ethics committee right now is, evolved into, is divided into two things. Number one is the investigatory chamber, and number two is the judicial chamber, Okay. So Borberly acts like the police in the investigatory chamber. And what he does, he goes out there and he says, up, oh, is there wrongdoing? And if there's wrongdoing, he then submits it to the judicial branch, which is uh, Eckert, and then they, they basically meet out punishment. Borberly right now is an environment that's never been seen at FIFA, and that is FIFA, for the first time, has its leadership decimated. It's basically a rudderless ship. And in that environment, Borberly doesn't have to take orders pretty much from anyone. He's free. To, there's no longer this, this godlike president uh, lording over people in this environment. And for that reason, I think Borberly, if you, you know, might, we might have faith in Borberly because Borberly really kind of in this environment, the lawyers are running the show and he has a free hand. So maybe, maybe we can have faith in Borberly. The question in my mind is, and it's still unresolved, is can we have faith in Eckert? My son is past performance. I have real doubts, but we're, let's wait and see what happens. We're joined by David Larkin of the Change FIFA Now organization here on World Soccer Talk Radio. And when we get back, we'll talk about Mr. Set Blatter, and we'll talk a little bit about Michel Platini. And a little bit later in the show, we'll, we'll tie this all back to the U.S. of A. And, and the CONCACAF ties to all of this FIFA corruption and how it directly affects and directly relates to the United States Soccer Federation. Stay with us. It's a fascinating dis- discussion. Look forward to continue it on the other side of this break. It's World Soccer Talk Radio right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Hey, I have rhythm. I love to dance, and I've been told that I dance pretty well. But I'm also totally blind, which means that sometimes my circadian rhythms can get totally out of step with the world around me. Circadian rhythms are regulated by our internal master body clock. But because I can't perceive light, my body clock simply doesn't know what time it is. 
This can have me wide awake in the middle of the night and fighting to stay awake during the day. That can affect relationships and make it difficult to be productive at work. And it can make every day a real challenge. It's not my imagination. It's called Non-24, and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind. So if you're like me, you're not alone, and there is hope. Call 855-856-2424 today, or visit learnmorenon24.com to find out more about Non-24. Because learning more about Non-24 is the first step to getting your rhythm back. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Tonight, best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris moves to a new time. 8, 7 Central, live on NBC. Best time ever is so good, it's crazy good. (laughs) Well, speaking of good, next is the Battle Rounds on The Voice. With some truly amazing vocal talent. Yes, followed by the big season premiere of Chicago Fire. Okay, hold up. Last season, there was a dead woman in Casey's apartment. But no Casey. Right. What happened to Casey? I do not know, but we will find out tonight on NBC. Casey better be okay, or there will be a lot of people upset. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nate Abare, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Where are you from, mate? Just around. Nate Abarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio, joined by David Larkin of the Change FIFA Now organization. David, I want to talk with you now about the future of FIFA presidency, and I want to go back to June when when all the when the set bladder storm really really started raging on an international <laughs> level, and when that all was going down, there was this one name. And it was Michel Platini and so many people, millions of people and and thousands of people that that I respect, many credentialed journalists, folks who've been doing this for a lot longer uh, uh, than I have, kept looking at at Michel Platini and talking about him like he was this knight in shining armor. And he was this guy who was going to come in and rescue FIFA. And I remember being very skeptical about it and saying, hey, you you might want to be careful painting him as this as this hero on a horse coming in to to save the day and and move us into an era free of corruption because he a voted for the Qatar World Cup b c d do the whole alphabet there's a, a ton of other things that we can go with here what do you think about the latest developments with Michel Platini? And I don't want to be like like I'm tooting my own horn on the show right now. I say, oh, I, I told you so, because there were many other people who shared the sentiment that I'm talking about going, hey, 
he's probably just as involved as anybody else in, in this corruption activity, this corrupt activity. What do you think about the latest developments with Michel Platini and what it really says about anybody who's been under this FIFA umbrella? We've lost a line with uh, David Larkin, but we'll get him back uh, here momentarily and uh, talk a little bit more about this uh, Michel Platini situation, as well as Prince Ali and a few other people that are are rumored to still be in the running for for the FIFA presidency. And uh, again, going back to going back to June, you heard it on the show. I, I was blown away by how many people I was absolutely blown away by how many people looked at Michel Platini as this potential hero and it's come out now that he himself took money directly from from set bladder he's been he's been handed his suspension and we'll see what that really evolves into and uh, it's all it's all just such a, a you know what storm going on right now in regards to the great frenchman and we've got david back on the line so david you, you heard the question that I, I posed there to you and how do you feel right now about a guy like Michel Platini and everything that's happened over the last few months and him going from being painted as this knight in shining armor to now seemingly the majority of people looking at him as someone who's just as corrupt as anybody else under that FIFA umbrella? You know, it's a great question, and, and, and your observation is spot on, and that is that FIFA politics are a really strange duck right now. Um, those who painted Michel Platini as this great savior uh, I can't help but conclude that they hadn't been paying attention for a while. Um, if you understood that, you know, there was a, a case in Europe of regard to Euro 2012 in which a whistleblower said that there was impropriety in relation to UEFA and Euro 2012. And what was UEFA's response? UEFA's response was to basically legally put a gun to the guy's head and bury it. Um, that was the response, among others. That made you go, well, wait a second. Uh, is UEFA better than FIFA? Um, then when you watch the way that, uh, I mean, if you read The Ugly Game, which is a great book by Heidi Blake and Jonathan Calvert, um, you realize very quickly that UEFA is far from immune from these types of the things that have been going on um, at, at FIFA, as well as other confederations that we've seen in CONCACAF, as we've seen in AFC. And so Michelle Platini as a savior, I think, was always, a false construct, but I don't think he's the only one. Um, let's look at others who are being touted as great reformers. Um, oddly, some in the quote-unquote reform movement tout Jerome Champagne as an answer. Well, if you paid attention, Jerome Champagne was Blatter's top advisor for 11 years. Uh, Jenny, Andrew Jennings himself says that Jerome Champagne um, was complicit with, with Blatter in a decade, more than a decade, of shenanigans, uh, and yet some people are touting him as a reformer, which I really don't understand. The other thing you have to, to look at is somebody like Prince Ali. Prince Ali, remember, Prince Ali started out as a bladder man, and what happened is that the politics in Asia turned on him, and when the politics in Asia turned on him, what did he have to do? He had to switch to Potini and Qatar, and that's where he is today. And so what's interesting to me is how many times we've been floated these candidates as reformers who are really 
nothing more than the status quo. And yet, because of PR companies and cynical attempts uh, to gain power in this organization, and that's why the reform movement is so treacherous, um, you have these people repackaged as if they're somehow divorced from this awful system and this awful culture, when in fact they aren't. David, I've gotten some great discussions recently uh, with with folks who who disagree with my assertion that there has to be a FIFA. There has to be a a world governing body for the game of soccer. There has to be a president. There has to be a figurehead. And many of my friends who uh, who are, are self proclaimed soccer anarchists uh, completely disagree <laughs> and thinks that the game could think that the game could just control itself and and govern itself. I think there has to be some structure. Obviously, there's a middle ground somewhere somewhere between governing body and soccer anarchy. There, there's a perfect middle ground uh, that, that we can find. And what is that middle ground for, for change FIFA? From your guys' point of view, who, who should be the next president? How do we keep a, a governing body in place while still tackling the corruption that has come from that governing body for so long? We've got about two minutes before we got to head to break here, David. You got it. Um, I, really what I think it comes down to is I, I, there's a lot smarter people than me about the organizational structure. One of the people that I admire a lot is a guy named Jim Collins. And Jim Collins is a guy who studies uh, Fortune 500 companies and uses basic scientific uh, methodology to try to figure out why they work or why they don't. He did a really fascinating study. And what he did was this. is He said, all right, when I have a, a performing company and a non-performing company, um, basically you have culture. Now, do those cultures, what's the best way to integrate a performing culture with a non-performing culture? And so what they tried is they tried to mix companies where they had a performing culture and a non-performing culture. And guess what happened? Disaster. And so what the lesson is, is that when you have a culture that is non-performing and or corrupt, the only way to address it is to basically fire everybody at the top. And so just based on organizational uh, uh, studies, I really think that that's the only way forward with FIFA. I agree with you that we need a FIFA, but I think we have a cultural problem. We don't need more committees. We don't need more rules. Those haven't worked. We know those haven't worked. The only way forward is to change the culture, and the only way to do that is to basically fire everybody at the top and start over. Clean house, sweep them all out. Talk about solutions-oriented. David Larkin of the Change FIFA organization here with us on World Soccer Talk Radio. And as promised, on the other side of this next break, we're going to take a look at how all of this corruption has affected American soccer and how the United States Soccer Federation has been, whether you want to call it involved or or related to some of this corruption on the international level. We'll talk about the performance of Dan Flynn, USSF vice president, how he handled himself at the U.S. Senate subcommittee farce hearing back a few weeks ago last last month, the, the corruption on soccer, corruption in soccer hearing that was held in Washington, D.C. this summer. And we'll talk a little bit about characters like Chuck Blazer and Jack Warner and how they relate to American soccer. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio with David Larkin of the Change FIFA organization. Stay tuned.
Howdy, folks. It's me, Colonel Sanders. Now, there are an awful lot of lunch options available to you, the American workforce. But do not settle for some hamburger. Get your hands on my $5 fill-up, friend. It is a delicious bounty of lunchtime abundance. KFC, it's finger-licking good. Drum thigh side cookie medium drink. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax extra. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like they did for these Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as seven days. Plus, promote your site on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call now to get your website built for free. If after 30 days you're happy with your new website, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for just one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call 855-254-SITE, 855-254-SITE, 855-254-7483, or go to web.com slash radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased. Tonight, Best Time Ever with Neil Patrick Harris moves to a new time, 8, 7 Central, live on NBC. Best Time Ever is so good, it's crazy good. <laughs> well, speaking of good, next is the Battle Rounds on The Voice. With some truly amazing vocal talent. Yes, followed by the big season premiere of Chicago Fire. Okay, hold up. Last season, there was a dead woman in Casey's apartment. Ugh, yes. But no Casey. Right. What? happened to Casey. I do not know, but we will find out tonight on NBC. Casey better be okay, or there will be a lot of people upset. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barrea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Pretty good. Pretty damn good, that's World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Get involved in the Twitter sphere at World Soccer Talk. Get at me with the love mail and the hate mail that you are so good at sending at Nate WST. My name is Nate Abarea, joined by David Larkin of the Change FIFA Now organization. David, we've got... 
15 minutes left here with you, and I want to tackle as much as possible in, in regards to the, uh, the, the subject ballpark that we're about to walk into, and that is all of this FIFA corruption and how it relates to American soccer and how it relates to the United States Soccer Federation. When you hear names like Chuck Blazer, Jack Warner, and even names like Dan Flynn and, and Sunil Galati, how do they all relate to one another, in your opinion? Well, I think you have, in the United States, a classic good old boys club. Um, I think you have uh, some serious questions uh, for Mr. Gulati in relation to his relationship with Mr. Blazer. Um, I think you've got uh, the same for Mr. Flynn. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I, was, uh, I actually attended the U.S. Senate hearing in which Mr. Flynn uh, testified. And I was shocked and amazed that Sunil Gulati, uh, who is the president of the United States Soccer, would not appear before a Senate hearing in which the, he, the uh, subject was U.S. soccer and its relation to FIFA. I could not fathom that U.S. soccer held itself to so little account that uh, Sunil Gulati could not make the time for senators. Now, uh, David, if, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Sunil Gulati has come out and labeled Chuck Blazer as one of the, the best friends that he's ever had. And, and when, that, when, when you hear a, a past quote like that, how are we supposed to believe any level of transparency uh, within his uh, uh, departments and within his role as president of the U.S. Soccer Federation, considering what we know, the facts that we know about Chuck Blazer? Well, yeah, and the thing is, is that you talk to CONCACAF insiders, and they say, well, you know what, um, Sunil was here. Sunil, Sunil allegedly had an office at, uh, at Trump Tower with, at, at CONCACAF uh, for some period of time. Um, when you understand the relationship, the close relationship that uh, Sunil had, um, you understand that Sunil, um, uh, his familial ties to people in soccer, um, when you understand all of that put together, there's some serious questions that you can't help but wonder about Sunil Gulati because uh, in Mr. Flynn. And, and what was weird is that there's so little, um, you know, thank God for you, there are so few people uh, who are holding them to account. And, and I, I find it kind of shocking. One thing that always made me raise an eyebrow is the fact that being president of the U.S. Soccer Federation is technically right now, as it stands, an unpaid position. There is not a salary <laughs> related to being president of the U.S. Soccer Federation. And why that makes me raise an eyebrow, I, I would hope, would be obvious to all you out there listening. And I know it's obvious uh, to you, David, but, but let, let's talk about that a little bit. There's no salary involved. What, what's in it for, for Sunil Galati to be president? And why wouldn't there be some, some gifts exchanged from time to time and some, uh, some people saying, hey, we know you don't have a salary, so want to make sure that all this, all this hard work that you're doing is worth your while. Here you go, doctor. T talk about that a little bit, the fact that there's no salary for U.S. president and what that really means in relation to all of this corruption and, and money transferring that we've talked about in the last few months? It's, you know, it's a great point. And, and it's one that I don't, again, I don't think Sunil has, uh, has reasonably answered, uh, nor has U.S. soccer. Because, you know, 
I don't know where you're from, but but most people can't afford uh, you know can't afford to work for free. Um, and the thing is, is that um, it, if Mr. Gulati was not being paid in that position, uh, um, why not? The other thing you have to also ask yourself is. Uh, is the United States any different than a lot of other essays where we have these long-term, never-ending tenures of leadership? And, in fact, we do. And that's another concern. As you know, how many times uh, how, how have we had coronations as opposed to elections? How many times have we had the same people been in the same positions and the same authority forever? Um, the United States is not immune to that. Uh, Chuck Blazer is not immune to that. Um, and that was, you know, and that's part of the problem that we have in uh, the leadership of the sport is that we have uh, coronation, and we have, uh, I mean, it, the the really good analogy in my mind is it's very much like the mafia. Um, you go along, you get along. Elections seem to be determined beforehand, before we even have an actual election. Um, it's a bizarre system. Um, and when you have uh, U.S. soccer looking and acting like everybody else, it raises some very interesting questions, which I'm still shocked have not really been raised, thank God for you, sir, but in other media outlets, they, these questions have gone completely unasked. And, and you can't help but wonder why that is. Is this, again, I mean, it, are, we, are we looking at basically a system where the United States soccer uh, is, is – inculcate such fear in the media that they're not willing to ask the really, really, really tough Well, questions. David, when you, when you compare it to the mafia, I mean, that seems like the logical conclusion is that there is a little bit of, of, of fear-inducing stuff going on and, and the sort of, hey, don't you dare, otherwise you'll be blackballed-type mentality that, that I've seen firsthand. Now, what yeah. can be done to change that? You, you, you label it as the mafia. I mean, people have, have spent their entire lives, you know, talking about how to tackle mafia corruption in, in this specific right. regard in terms of being able to have journalists, being able to have attorneys, being able to have whoever it may be, instilling them with the courage to come out and, and challenge these governing bodies, to challenge these good old boy clubs, to challenge these mafia-like groups. What's it going to take for that? Because we've seen some incredible progress in that regard just in the last few months. And whether it's folks over in England or folks here in the USA, it goes deeper than, than just the last few months. And, and the history of, of the Change FIFA organization, a number of other similar organizations that are doing their part right now. But it, there, there's got to be more of an impetus with the American press. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm riding my high horse here and like I'm somebody who's, you know, out fighting for the, the revolution for social change. I'm just I'm just a guy talking into a microphone on a radio show here. What are we going to do to get everybody on board in the American media to ask the questions to Sunil Gulati, to ask the questions to everybody else in the USSF about transparency, about our relationship with all of this corruption that we talk about so casually with FIFA. Well, I think what you're, I think we have one place that every fan in the United States should be incredibly grateful to, and that is the Department of Justice. Because what you're seeing for the first time is this very small club being held to account. Um, and between in the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the IRS, um, they are you have a, an evidence-based investigation of the facts of this very troubled structure. 
and I think it's likely to lead to more arrests. Um, and the people who have been uh, abusing the system for a long time being held to account. And I don't think we're done. Um, and for that reason, I think that's our great hope. Um, and so if you want to go hug an FBI agent, that's what you have to do, because they're the ones who are bringing real change to this organization. What I would, what I would caution, however, is this. We have um, the greatest danger that we have in the world sport right now is what's next. Um, and I would raise, having gone to the, to the Senate hearings, I would raise a very big red flag, and that is this. Sitting next to Amnesty International um, talking about the abuse of uh, migrant workers in Qatar uh, was someone from an entity called the International Center for Sport Security. Uh, if you don't know, the International Center for Sport Security is an organization that is uh, reportedly 70% funded by the government of Qatar. Um, what you have to understand is that this is an organization that purports to, to, to be an organization about sport and integrity. However, if you've read The Ugly Game, um, I think uh, it would raise in your mind a series of, of troubling and disturbing questions about whether this is an entity that is stocked with people of the character uh, and who are qualified uh, to discuss sport integrity. Moreover, to an American audience, I would say even more. And that is this. This entity is proffering itself as the leader in sport integrity here in the United States. It just started to happen over the last two months. The U.S. Senate was caught out uh, by this organization and had somebody testify there. Um, the NFL has, has these people now uh, and, uh, you know, watching the scenes, kind of going behind the scenes. Uh, and they're now, uh, they have James Carville uh, as a lead spokesman. And there, in my mind, what's disturbing, I mean, you've got other uh, copycat organizations that change FIFA who have uh, are staffed with people from Jerome Champagne's campaign, who's a longtime bladder supporter. So my, my, my red flag to the audience at this juncture would be this. Yes, things at FIFA are rotten, but watch out what's called reform. What's being called reform is just a treacherous game as what's gone on before. We could end up, the disturbing thing is that we could end up in a position under the banner of reform in basically the same position we've been in for the last 30 years if we're not careful. And so anybody touting the reform flag, you better be really careful about who they are and where they come from and what their agenda is. David, we've got two and a half minutes left here with you. What is Set Blatter's next move in this this political game of chess that we've seen, where we're talking about you know him not wanting to go to certain countries because he's afraid he's going to be put in handcuffs immediately, and now there's criminal investigations in his home country. Yet he's got this this system of protection. In your opinion, as we close this whole conversation here in the final two minutes of this. What is Seth Blatter's next move? Well, it's interesting because I've dealt with clients where um, we've had the bad guys suspended by FIFA, just like Blatter and Pacini and Valtiar right now. Um, these 90-day suspensions have occurred, and guess what happened? They expired, and the bad guys came right back into power. So what I would caution at this juncture is I would caution this. These suspensions, are temporary, and they do expire, and sometimes the bad guys come back, in my experience. 
And for that reason, uh, we should not conclude that this is all a foregone conclusion that bladder's out. We should not conclude that Valky's out. We should not conclude that Platini's out because there's a long way to go before we're basically at that, at that point. We're not there yet. A lot has yet to come. Particularly, you have to watch, about, watch out and see what the judicial part of this, the, the ethics committee does because it was the, the investigatory chamber, part one, that said, all right, suspend them, and, and part two um, is looking at the evidence that, that sort of forms the basis of whether or not they are banned from football or sanctioned or anything else. And remember, if you watch what they did with the Garcia report, Chamber 2 didn't do so hot. So we're not out of the woods yet. So Blatter, in my opinion, there's a 50-50 chance he could come back. There you have it. David Larkin of the Change FIFA organization. In the next 30 seconds, can you do me a favor and let the good listeners of World Soccer Talk Radio know how they can get involved with the Change FIFA organization? What I would do is this is what we've always done, and that is this. Your power is to engage your local politicians and wake them up to these issues that what we have is a system of governance of football that's wholly unaccountable to government. It takes billions of dollars in World Cups from the government, yet says to governments, local governments, you know what, we're not accountable to you. The relationship has to change between the fans and government and this organization. That's what's got to change. We need to hold them accountable. That would change a lot of things immediately. David Larkin, thank you so much for joining us here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Really appreciate your time. Incredibly kind of you to have me. Thank you so much. Again, that was David Larkin of the Change FIFA organization. We're back after this to take the express train home and close this baby out right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. It's the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds, it's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more. A $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229-800-631-9229-800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo 
absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is one 888 If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. If you didn't have a chance to hear yesterday's show, uh, I want to share something with you now. I was in the Tuca Ferretti press conference after the CONCACAF Cup the other night at the Rose Bowl, and and I asked Tuca Ferretti, I had the microphone for the final question of the press conference, and I said, hey, yesterday, in the day before the match, he used words like love, thankfulness, and gratitude more than I'd ever heard before from a soccer manager. How do you feel about love, thankfulness, and gratitude after a game like that one that we had tonight? And this is what Tuca said to me in in Spanish, translated to English for you to hear right now and take in to your Tuesday evening as you watch the USA play Costa Rica and you watch the Tuca swan song in Toluca between Mexico and Panama. Tuca said, I'm grateful for this experience. Tonight was incredible and it was just part of the whole experience with this team. It's a time in my life I will never forget and I am so thankful to have even received this opportunity. If you're truly thankful for something, you give back. In the short time I was given with this team and with these players, I wanted to give something to them. I wanted to give something to these fans. I am grateful that I was able to help give the players and fans a trip to Russia for the Confederations Cup. The ability to give is one of our greatest powers as human beings. And again, we must be grateful to those who give and show our gratitude by giving back ourselves. A man was once crucified for giving too much. That's how much he had to give. That's how much he wanted to give. All I want to do is give love and respect to this world. And if I was able to do that through my time with this national team, then I am grateful for that as well. Can we get Tuca Ferretti to manage the U.S. men's national team? Signing off for World Soccer Talk Radio. My name is Nate Avareo. Talk to you tomorrow. Cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.